visual thing, but I'm going to hold my fist up in front of me and then I'm going to go, I'm hanging upside down. Uh, uh, well, cause it's kind of a Billy Idol thing and also a Mussolini thing. Radio free tote bag and I'm Audrey. I'm Donovan. The mashup everyone has been clamoring for <laughs> Billy Idol and Benito. Oh, oh, well. <laughs> joining us this week, special guest, returning champion Jake Flores. Welcome to the show. Hello. I'm delighted with this Benito Mussolini Billy Idol bit. <laughs> I think it's, I'm so funny to imagine Billy Idol coming out of that balcony. <laughs> Nice day for some fascism. Yeah, white (laughs) wedding. How's everybody doing this week? I injured my leg, slash up squatting, powerlifting. My rock in the storms of life has turned on me, and it sucks, and now I can't lift, and I'm sad about it. Suck. Ooh. Suck. Not cool. That's why I never work out. Yeah. That's the secret. You can't get injured if you do not work out. Except you get injured constantly because you don't ever stretch either. And I get hurt all the time. It's great. Oh. We, we don't love this element. Uh, don't get fat. Don't I'm ever. It. It's hard. It's hard to be that. How are um, y'all doing out there? Audrey, you passed the crystal shit that we referenced I in did. last week's I, episode. I have been talking about this Duke for a week and a half. And it finally <laughs> showed up. It finally came out of me. I swear to God, it was the size of my forearm, and I feel incredible today. I feel amazing. <laughs> Recurring uh, news update. Recurring on guest on the show, the turn. <laughs> the turn Not here this week. Lodged and Audrey. We went on kind of. Uh, we we had a guest after reschedule last week, so we went absolutely insane and dedicated about a corner quarter of the program to Audrey's uh, impacted bowel, but we're relieved <laughs> to let everyone know. Yeah, we're talking about being relieved. That's right, because of the news. Absolutely. Uh, how were the numbers on that episode? Huge! Yeah, honestly? Two! I looked, I looked at it, two. it's number two. Number two, yeah. <laughs> but it's a really big number, like the font is cranked up to 500 <laughs> on the page. I was going to say... If that was like the best, you know, if that was a killer episode, that's bad news for you because that means you got to give the crowd give the crowd what they want. Yeah, exactly. True. I'm gonna have to never drink water ever again. I'm gonna have to eat only bread, rice, apples, sauce, toast. And the just brat block diet. Myself up. Just brat diet constantly. Block Jesus my shit up. Christ. Slugging a glass of sawdust and water as a podcast pre-workout. It's what people want. Audiences are unpredictable. We no longer <laughs> know what they want. They're not human anymore. All they want is skibbity toilet and put the bottom <laughs> third of the fucking YouTube thing is like an ASMR uh, cell phone game video. And that's exactly what they want. You we did weird. cover Skibbity Toilet, and the people, including Alex Patak, absolutely loved it. They <laughs> did. Alex was like, <laughs> just very into it, very happy about it. But we can't. The tides of what the people want changes constantly, and it was Skibbity Toilet, and then it was Audrey's impacted bowels. And this week, it's task. Jake, how are you doing? We got our updates. Are you injured or stuck up in any capacity? <laughs> how are you doing? Pleased to report my body is functioning uh, normally as far as I can tell. It's uh, everything is running pretty regularly and smoothly and uh, I'm taking it for granted. I barely go outside. I've been playing the Zelda video game that came out recently quite a bit. (laughs) Must be nice. nice. Must be nice to be functioning at 
pull all systems go. I'm I'm not feeling it so much, but we're fighting through it. Despite my bum leg, we're going to record the greatest podcast episode in world history. Yeah, that is the, the best. promise we make to you today. The best to ever do it. Now, I think we hit you last time with my recurring questions for guests, which is how is your dating life going? And I believe last time you were kind of like not dating. And I know you got a move coming up. Jake, do you have any dating life updates? Do you have anything where you're like, I'm going to move, this is going to derail things? Or are you, I don't know, are you pretty cool to go? Oh, no, this is perfect. I'm moving uh, because I'm in a relationship that was long distance. And it's time to close that distance, man. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, it's good. It's a successful and happy story. Is it the main reason for the move? Or are you looking at going out there anyways? Um, you know, it's not like a hundred percent. That'd be a weird thing if that's that's kind of oh, yeah. sus. If someone's I have no like, other reason than this person, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not that crazy, but what kind of what happened is I, I was on tour. Um, it's a funny story. I was on tour with Eve Six a year ago, you know, mm-hmm. and some change. Yeah. And at the end of the tour, I go to a party and I meet this uh this young lady. I actually met her through her girlfriend, right? So she has a girlfriend who's this mm-hmm. adorable little trans chick who came up to me and she said she liked my podcast and I got really embarrassed. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I'm in Los Angeles and I'm trying to be cool. And you just let everyone know I'm a damn podcaster, right? <laughs> Fuck. But uh, <laughs> then I guess what happened is that she told her girlfriend and was like yeah that's that guy i listened to his podcast and we kind of met for a second and then like shortly after that started dm sliding each other Mm -hmm. and uh we were talking and she was like uh what part of bushwick do you live in i'm assuming you live in bushwick ha 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 right in new york (laughs) and i was like you're correct i do actually she's like the reason i ask is because i'm coming to new york to hang out pretty soon and i'm staying in bushwick so yo we should hang out and i asked i was like oh cool where are you staying and she said um well a friend of mine's dating this guy and he's a podcaster and he lives in this weird loft in bushwick and uh, he's on this show called the antifada his name is sean have you heard of him and i was like Fuck. Uh, yes yes i have actually heard of him i was like that's my roommate my roommate is sean from the antifada <laughs> She's like, well, I'm staying in his room when he's like not there. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And it's like, this is like a loft, right? So the, the rooms are like tree houses. Like that's my mm. room's on top of that room. So I was like, that's the weirdest thing in the yeah. world. Like you're going to be like literally on the same GPS coordinates as me or whatever. <laughs> you're going to be in the room below me. So then we hung out when she came into town. We hit it off. And, uh, you know, it's really, it, I really like her and uh, we have a good time together, but we've been in a long distance relationship for the last year because, uh, you know, because because that's just how that played out. Right. And uh, I have been trying to get bought out of my building for like a while now because I it's saw like, you post about that a bit ago. Did you did you do it successfully? Or are you still trying to do it? So the last year has been this crazy like. I've been tell, but telling people basically it's like succession, but in like a punk house, like we've all been like <laughs> doing subterfuge at each other and stuff and like, you know, hiring various different lawyers and shit. I had to go to I had to go defend myself in court, like without a lawyer because of some crazy shit that happened. God. 
And anyway, Jesus. yada, 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 this long series of events happened. And eventually I got bought out of the place. And I was I was telling her like I was she was like, you know, things are going well. And eventually she's like, all right. So like when you're a long distance relationship long enough, I think you kind of eventually got to have a conversation where you're like, what are we doing? We can shit it off the pot. Yeah. And uh, because it was starting to get like strained a little bit. And I was just Mm -hmm. like, I just got to hold out. I'm trying to figure out this how to stick the landing on this crazy legal situation I'm in. And I did it a couple months ago. I stuck it pretty hard and I got a buyout. And then I was like, okay, so now I'm no longer like tied to this place. Because the thing is, I couldn't leave my home. Like if I left, I'd lose all the money. Um, Even if I tried to do some weird shit where I like, you know, live somewhere else. And then my mail was there. People were getting busted left and right in the building for that. So I was just like, Mm. hold on, just let me just let me do this. (laughs) And so uh, then when I got like I, I sealed the deal um you know they were like all right you have to get you have to leave in a couple months and so it all kind of came together and like she literally like the day that happened she texted me and she had this huge paragraph of like we need to talk like i need you to give me a date when you're gonna kill me and i was like like, i already got one perfect time yeah and so uh yeah so what's happening with me is that i i got that chunk of change in my pocket which is uh i'm very poor so it's a lot of money to me and uh I'm yeah, I've like basically I quit my job and I'm just hanging, hanging out and having one last summer in New York and then I'm gonna show Amazing. off and go be with my girlfriend in LA. Fuck yeah, man. Beautiful story. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Lots of stuff lining up. I uh I moved to LA for a relationship in college and uh I, I wish you better luck than I had, but also I was twenty two and very stupid and the relationship was was not very good. But the initial part of it, like the relief and just kind of energy you get after dating long distance, especially if you're hitting that strained point where it's like, oh, we can like go on a date normally. We don't have to get on FaceTime and like press play on succession at the same time. <laughs> That's huge. That's exciting. Yeah. The thing with me and her, man, is that like uh, we... I, for some reason, I think because of the whenever we we're both we both party a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. to be fair, sure. like we're pretty we're fairly gnarly people. But like what because we only see each other when we're like on vacation and there's this huge timer on it. It gets double gnarly. <laughs> it was it was cranking up the death drive real hard. Like we would be <laughs> like, we have to go as hard as possible, like because there's like only 48 hours before we go back home or whatever. And so yeah. I'm kind of I hope if I I'm hoping <laughs> I think that what's going to happen is when I get there, we can just chill out and like have yeah. dinner some nights and stuff and watch a <laughs> watch a stupid TV thing instead of like going like we got to steal a car tonight or else our <laughs> relationship's going to fall apart. All oh, right. When you got like the limited, like you got a week to spend time yes. together and it's been building up for months. I would get sometimes just like this stressful pressure around everything that like, if you're not careful, can fuck it up. Cause you're like, we only have a week together. We have to make all of these nights count. We yeah. got to do X, Y, and Z. And that like, would be, all right. that would be me and Corla eating lobster bisque into poutine into just like, that's how we got down is we would just eat the richest foods possible for like a solid week and then die from it. We haven't been able to eat together for months, so we're going to eat together five times in one hour. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Fasting the whole time. (laughs) Just waiting. Just waiting. To get get fucking prepared for it. 
Well, yeah, man, we love a happy ending to a, a long distance relationship kind of story. That seems like everything fell into place. And so you get the RFTB Golden Star for Relationship Success of the Year. Let's bring it down. And we're and he's putting his fist up and we're pinning the gold star alongside your many medals. I'm thinking of like a military thing now. I went from kind of like an awards ceremony to... Yeah, like Zukov. Most decorated. The whole racks on racks of of ribbons. That Zukov scene in uh, The Death of Stalin is the shit. Killed it. I saw that movie and I don't remember anything about it except... I love Steve Buscemi in it. That's all I remember. Forgot that he was in it. He's I like the main guy. The Arrested Development guy <laughs> who I think did some sketchy shit, if I remember Jeffrey Tambor, correctly. yeah. A little bit of, um, little bit of assaulty behaviors. Unfortunate. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that like came out after. I don't know. I think right. that kind of tainted it for me. I was like, damn, this guy kind of sucks. He's this fun. is ruining the immersion of Soviet Union times. Yeah, this guy was low-key a little problematic. It's really ruining my immersion in a Soviet <laughs> film. The movie about Soviet generals. What do we say? We Hey, uh, the Red Army only marches one direction, and Hell so yeah. does this podcast. What do we Fuck say? Yeah. We march into the question box. Yeah. And achieve victory there? Hell yeah. And achieve victory in the question box. Uh, that... But first, a word from our sponsors and also less words from the cicadas in the background of closing the window, and then it's the ad read. I can't do it. I, there's no closing the window for me, or I'll roast alive in here like it's a fucking oven. Okay, it's, I think it sounds kind of cool with the cicadas. Yeah, just imagine power lines behind me while I'm talking. It is, it is a nice ambiance. I think the mic picks up just enough to add some flavor to things, but for me, it's as if they're screaming in my ear from <laughs> all oh, yeah, angles. I, that's all I can hear. That's a good point. I'm sure it's probably way worse for you. All it's right, also here. kind of insulting in a comedic sense whenever you hear that sound. Yeah. You know. <laughs> is, it, is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the ad read. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's me, Cicada Donovan. Hey, you know what I do when I'm not screaming away every warm evening of the summer? What's that? I turn off my noisemaker and I put in my tiny little headphones and I listen to the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. They got all kinds of advice, how to find a mate, how to escape your exoskeleton and your nymph form to grow your wings and take to the summer skies. But sometimes there's just not enough episodes to fill my time and I got limited time on this earth. But besides the 15 years underground, I'm only around for like a few months or something. And that's why I subscribe to the Radio Free Topag Patreon. Patreon. The place where you, the Cicada listener, can get a bonus episode each week for a mere five Cicada bucks a month. Patreon.com slash RSTB. Legal currency, please. No Cicada bucks. It's a one-to-one conversion. <laughs> it's pegged to the dollar. <laughs> Patreon.com slash RFTB. I, I can't really do the noise. Cicada dollar. It's a K dollar. It's a K dollar. Okay. Question box. No, I did it again. Box. I always That's fucking not press the, the wrong goddamn box. button. Asking Jesus all Christ. Them asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Make a statement. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. 
Why you asking all them questions, making statements? Us. Whoa! It's the question box. It's the segment of the show where you, the listener, can write in your question, and we'll do our best to answer them. How do you do that? Well, it's simple. Head on down to our social media, at RFTBpod on Instagram and the website formerly known as Twitter, at RFTB and shit on Blue Sky, or our website, RFTB.me. You don't have to make an account. You don't even have to make an account. Imagine that. You just get a text box, you type your question in, and then we read it and we answer it. Audrey, what are we going to read and answer first? Let me get this week. Get down like this. Hi, Dono, Audrey, and possible guests. Certain guests. Definitely Ooh. a guest. So this isn't a question, but a callback to a conversation from a couple episodes ago. I don't remember the exact context, but you all were conversing about mental health and medications. Donovan mentioned being on Seroquel and having a horrible experience, and I think Audrey agreed. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Audrey. I didn't have a great time on Seroquel. We're two uh, for two on bad Seroquel time. Yes. Donovan mentioned how it made them feel completely numb, which I think might make sense. It's an antipsychotic, and as far as I understand, they didn't require one. Anyway, I understand the pod has a lot of jokes, and maybe I'm being upright. I imagine this is maybe being uptight, but it did make me feel a bit uncomfortable as someone who is bipolar and who is on Seroquel. The medication works fucking miracles for me and a handful of other people, you know. Of course, I'm not here to to, uh, tell y'all to police your language, but it might be more helpful to be more mindful when discussing meds because it did feel like you were trashing a med that makes my life very balanced and could help a lot of other bipolar and schizophrenic folks. Anyway, love the show and thanks for everything you do. Okay, thanks. Bye. Mwah! How dare you? How dare you come at us on our own show? No, that's a really that's a really good point. Um, You know, medications properly prescribed can do good things for people. Uh, Like for I think in my case, I was in like an acute psychotic episode. Yeah, which. Maybe Sarah, maybe it helped, but I didn't like how it made me feel. But then again, I was in a manic (laughs) psychotic phase so i liked how i felt a lot pumping the brakes sucks so like pumping the the brakes was probably why i didn't like it so that's you know that's totally fair um and everybody reacts differently to different meds and yeah it wasn't a condemnation or like saying other people are bad for taking that but yeah i I had a fucking terrible experience because i I should not have been on it right i was dealing with non-psychotic kind of stuff, but I had to go on the psych ward because of a cheeky suicide attempt as a teenager. And they gave that to me. And like, I stayed on it because of a kind of questionable check-in process with the psychiatrist. Like, I wish they would have delved into side effects more. Like I was basically just so numbed. I didn't realize how badly it was affecting me until a couple years later. And that block of time is now very fuzzy for me. So I have... I have my own problem with it, but that is specific to me and, and, and my brain. I know that that does good things for, for other people. So we, we feel you on this. Don't, uh, don't take that as, as hate, you know, if you're on these particular meds. If it works right. for you, fucking crack on with it. And let me say one more time, I've said it a million times on the show before, but maybe when we get to talk about this kind of thing, we should say it every time. The hosts of Radio Free Toe Bag are not doctors and are not qualified to give medical advice or opinion. But Jake is a doctor, and we're lucky to have him with us today. <laughs> you ever I've, been on antipsychotics? You ever have to take any of this shit? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, 
I'm trying to figure out a way to answer this without angering more of your listeners, but like, I'm a little, uh, I, I've been on a, an antidepressant here and there, and, uh, you know, I've tried a few things. I've never really been put on like a full on antipsychotic. Uh, it's not that I'm skeptical of like pharmaceuticals. It's, I'm, what am I saying? It's that I'm skeptical. That's, I, uh, I was a psychology major, you know, almost like, okay. When I was in college, I kind of studied this sort of thing, and I find that yeah. if you if you study it, you become the person who's like a way more hesitant to just to just like throw every pill in your head. Not because you're like I'm not like a I don't believe they work person. I'm like I don't think people are like really taking enough time with uh, finding the right one and stuff. Yeah, the industry I kind of encourages us to just like go for it in a way that. Right. That freaks me out a little bit, but I am very mentally unstable. So uh, the answer is I probably should be and uh, will be at some point down the road. Uh, take your pills, everyone. They're good for you. I feel this, though. It's it's a weird thing to discuss because, like, I have similar background. I, I studied psych in undergrad. I've read a lot of research on these different meds because I've, I've been on different ones since I was a teenager off and on. And it sucks because, like, <clears throat> it helps a lot of people. There's good potential for a lot of these things, but it's like classic capitalism situation where like it's not by itself in a vacuum evil. And like, yeah, there's cases where it shouldn't be prescribed or whatever, but because there's those incentives in the way the healthcare system is structured where things can be overprescribed or you can be pressured to prescribe a specific meds yep. and all of these different things then you get cases like for me where that got just kind of thrown at me without any kind of good follow-up with it. It was kind of like, I was like 15 and I'm like, this is helping me sleep. And they're like, great. We'll like keep up in the dose, which like, yeah, I mean, check in about the other fucking side effects happening there or review my case. Cause again, like I didn't have a psychotic condition. I shouldn't have been on this stuff. Think about it this way. Condemnation of the meds. That's the, there's a bigger thing at play here. Think about this way. You can go to McDonald's and order an appropriate amount of calories to fuel your body, but you're not really incentivized to, right? Because <laughs> you like, got to get the combo. You can just get a sandwich and be fine, but you got to get the fucking combo with the Coke. It's, yeah, know. it's delicious. Yeah. And like, and it rules. <laughs> and it, it's in there, though. Like, the correct answer is in there. It's just, you know, the incentivizations are a little, little sketch and I like. Feel that. Um, I don't know, uh, the, the, but, but like, I, I want to make one thing perfectly clear. I, I, I support using drugs. <laughs> Jake Flores, 2023, <laughs> print it out, send it to the papers. Yeah. And that's, you know, this is, this is a form of using drugs. I mean, yeah, in a yeah, broad sense. Absolutely. You know, sure. they're cool. Steven, Steven from House of Decline had a great point. He's like, if you use the right combination of words with your doctor, you you will be flying. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to memorize that passcode of button inputs. It is like the, being in a video game and having like a word a tree. Bit. And you're a like, like in Fallout, you're like, is my charisma high enough? Just give me, give me the drugs. <laughs> Valium you today. have the grayed out option. You're going to give me the Valium at the maximum <laughs> dose. Damn it, I should have sunk more points into it. <laughs> I think another part of this that that for me, I just have general criticism of 
way that like mental health care in this country is, I, and I don't know if it's different other places, but the way that psychiatry and therapy is typically separated into different people. And in a lot of my experiences, like they're at different practices. Like I go to X hospital right. system or whatever, yeah. the meds and stuff. I'm seeing therapy on the side. And like that combination of things is what research for most medication shows is like the most effective, certainly SSRIs, which is what most of my experience is with. But my frustration is like, because then you're, the, the, unless you're communicating this information or they're in the same system, like there's not that cross communication between the psychiatrist and the therapist. And so one is like, you're struggling with this. Okay, let's up the meds as opposed to what's like the, you know, behavioral technique or like practice we could do to try to yep. work through this on the side of taking the medication you... where you can maybe take less it's like need to add new things. It's like how the CIA and the FBI didn't talk to each other and then 9-11 <laughs> happened. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can have a personal 9-11 if you don't do this shit correctly. And my um, therapist in Venezuela and the hospital system that I went into as a teenager were not in communication. And so they 9-11'd my brain for two years with the <laughs> highest possible dose of Seroquel, which does not make any sense for, well, the level of obsessive compulsive disorder yeah. that I I tell you this, I am extremely lucky because I have a therapist's office that also has a nurse practitioner, at the very least, who can prescribe medications, who sees me on a regular basis. And I'll go into an appointment with my nurse practitioner, and she'll say, so, your therapist tells me that you have been real bad off lately. <laughs> like, you know, or vice versa. Like, I'll have a conversation with, you know, one of them. They talk to each other. It's fucking useful. That's so good. everybody, I wish everybody had that. You know who has to, who takes these medications? I wish the people who prescribed it talked with their talk therapist. That'd be good. Can I tell you a story? It's kind of germane to the topic here. Hell yeah! Let's get germane with it. <laughs> Thanks. I was trying to use my ten dollars vocabulary word of the day there, and I think I <laughs> slipped it in pretty well. Yeah. It's a very good one. It's very I mean, germane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I like I'm making jokes here, but I do think a lot about this sort of thing. Like, I can take it yeah. pretty seriously, and like. Um, you know, I think that like pharmaceuticals are like just, you know, they're, they're good, but they're like one of the many approaches and tools and stuff you can use to kind of get in your brain. And like uh, I'm big into that book, The Body Keeps the Score, if anyone's read that. I know oh, yeah. it's big among Internet dorks. Yeah. It should be like it. a whole other it would take an entire podcast to give you my spiel on that. But it's kind of like, um, you know, it goes bigger, it goes real, real big picture with uh what's actually kind of going on inside of you what what leads to these end results that we sort of prescribe as or, right. or uh, diagnose as you know these various disorders and stuff like that and i have a therapist who's real on that same tip so we have really good therapy sessions and uh long story short yada 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 we've spent years building towards doing this thing <laughs> that you can do that is starting to become back into actually being part of medical science where you use like MDMA and mushrooms and shit like that yes. to yeah. do like guided meditation stuff. And like, I realize I sound like I am yelling at on a subway car right now at <laughs> four in the morning. It fucking works, dude. It's crazy. I did an MDMA, like they called it a ceremony. I think is what <laughs> in the instructions. Fuck you get. Yeah. You get and a diploma at the end. 
it's really <laughs> i recommend that for people uh but you kind of have to the thing is you can't just buy a pill and pop it you have to learn all the stuff and like Cat alert. right it takes a long time to learn how to go inside of your your self and you know commune with your various murray. demons and shit hello murray's on the podcast by the way he just jumped murray. on my lap welcome to the show murray, murray yeah. how's your dating life <laughs> <laughs> he's a i think he's a He's incel or volsa? I'm not uh, really sure. <laughs> some form of cell. Yeah, actually, look, keep an eye on Murray. He's a, he's an incel. Who knows what's gonna happen? <laughs> Don't let that cat see the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I think there there's definitely something to to what you're getting at, Jake. And like that research has been around for a long time, and it's cool that there finally seems to be like some movement in that being more accessible. But I think like the difference in approach there too, at least with psychedelics, is the way that that amplifies feelings and memories and kind of removes filters. If you have some kind of trauma and you're repressing some kind of memory or struggling to like engage with it because it just triggers that response and you can't work through it, having those tools feels like it gets you to kind of like untie these knots that are at the root of what's going yes. on as opposed to just addressing the symptoms. And Man. I think there's a lot to be said for that. When again, I... just to clarify too with with this stuff like it's not that i am anti-medication seroquel and these things to treat symptoms because like the side effects versus having manic episodes and stuff how you can't work through anything if you're in that state you need to be leveled out and some people that's something they got to be on their entire life and that and that's totally okay but just when possible and it should be explored in addition to those treatments or moving through them, if you get to a better place, what can you do to address the root cause of these things? Which from what I read and research and have learned about myself, like it seems to be trauma, like just a lot of the fucking time. That's at the root of these things to get categorized as different disorders or whatever. That's kind of what the thesis of the body keeps the score is, is that like, it's all the entire thing that's happening is trauma is the, it's that's the, first thing every time it's the core cause and, what, and then it just extrapolates out in different directions and shit is that it's yeah. a chemical imbalance well if your brain is hurt very badly it's going to produce different shit probably like you know right yeah like that's the question that you should be asking when you watch a commercial which is a fucking capitalistic thing that's trying to sell the, the solution to a certain way here is why the fuck is there a chemical imbalance you know right. yeah right what are, what are the root causes happening here? And sometimes oh, there is something just, just wired in and like it can go beyond this. Like all of these things are so, there's so many fucking variables at play. You can't just flat out say like, oh, all medication is bad or whatever. You know, it completely depends on, on the person and all of these things. Totally. But I, I think that's what we were getting at when we were last talking about this. And I appreciate this person writing in, though, because we definitely don't want to be making anybody feel like shamed for taking right. meds or anything like that. I am on medication. It I too am on medication. done yeah. a lot to put me in a place where I can work through things and maybe I'll get off it one day, maybe not. But th- there's no shame to that. But just there's side effects and you get away the fucking cost benefit analysis of the thing and. That's all we're getting at. And in my particular case, Seroquel fucked me up. I had a bad time with it, but that is that is a me thing. I'm on Moon Tower. What is this? Uh, it's this dumb thing I say on Twitter all the time. I don't have time to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Real Jake heads will know. 
there's this comedy festival called moon tower and i know the owners of it and i don't like them and so i just always promote that i'm on their festival <laughs> which i'm just not <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. this is the thing i just keep in my back pocket i'm gonna all be the a time. moon tower yeah yeah they're putting rftb on the next moon tower and we're excited to reach up to the stars very funny uh, but yeah, I was showing question, air Pipperzol 15, baby. I take uh, it's an atypical antipsychotic. So that's what's going on. Ooh. Gotta have it. I got SSRIs and six grams of Viagra every day to keep me alert, <laughs> ready to go on this show. That's my ready secret. to go on the offensive. That's my secret. I'm always turgid. All right. <laughs> Uh, here oh, I had a little That'd note probably here. probably do a lot for your self-esteem, actually, having a boner constantly. I just had a boner all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so good, but look, I'm hard all the time. I'm on top of the world. <laughs> what do you like about yourself? Namely, the, the priapism that I have. <laughs> just at all times. I can hang, like, a clothes on there while I'm changing. Yeah, it's very useful. I had a little note here just before the next question. Little ugly, Jermaine. That's for my little ugly man okay, heads there. Sure, That's sure. just the bones of something. I like it. Putting it out there. Little ugly, Jermaine. He's right just always if you want more. talking about shit that's real relevant to whatever topic you're... That's right. <laughs> so whatever. The stuff that little ugly man talks about. Like being a depressed gangster character. Okay, here comes another question. Okay uh okay well i want to talk about this one because somebody said something nice about me but we can save this for i'll later read i'll read, that, read one that one uh hello audrey dono and guest hello what's up hello. what's up do you ask a friend that's been ignoring you if there is something you did to upset them i'm in my 30s and i've grown apart from some friends due to them having kids i think that's kind of common but my best friend has drifted away, starting somewhere around peak pandemic, and I have no idea why. I feel like I've done something to upset them, and I want to fix it if possible. He was my best mate at my wedding. But like, do they call that in the UK or something? That, yeah, they call hmm. each other. Wait, I guess, yeah. At the wedding, the, the best mate? I don't know. Actually, I'm talking out of school. <laughs> I don't I don't see if they call it a best mate. Okay. <laughs> Pull up <Shit>. that clip. <laughs> Jamie, it might be look a typo. <laughs> Jamie, tell me if they say best mate in the UK for weddings. <laughs> and he means so much to me. Do I straight up ask them why they aren't interested in reciprocating friendship? I'm not even sure they would answer, but I just hate not knowing the reason my closest friend is a stranger now. This sounds so high school as I write it. Does this happen to other adults? I, I will say yes, this happens. This has happened to me. Mm -hmm. Y'all ever kind of fall out of touch with somebody and you don't know why? Real quick, could not find anything about best mate being an actual replacement like in England. I don't think that's a real thing. Uh, but I did learn that the gender neutral term for best man or maid of honor is. Where was it? Honor best attendant. <laughs> cool. All right. We're learning things here on the show. If that was just like a joke that you're making, listener, sorry that I butchered that <laughs> for half of the question. <laughs> <laughs> honor attendant that's cool but yeah you know i've fallen off with people that i really spent just a tremendous amount of time with and invested a lot of time into the relationship and you, you're really close and you spend a lot of time together and then you just don't for a very long time uh, yeah. i find often that if one or the other just reaches out 
sometimes it's almost like you never stop spending time together at least you know for me um or it could be icy at first and you warm it back up you know but i think if you if you're really if you're really concerned about it and you feel bad about the fact that you've lost this person then you got to reach out yeah yeah i i think the key part of this question is that it happened during the pandemic because like yeah there have been i don't know what the hell i'm citing papers or articles or some shit i read something at some point about this being like a phenomenon which you know what now that i said out loud could be complete bullshit but uh (laughs) i think it makes sense at least from my personal experience it seems like like i remember kind of walking around at one point post you know no not post pandemic i know we're still in the pandemic but like post lockdown right yeah 2021 things are kind of opening back up and i was like talking to a friend of mine and i was just like man i feel like so alone like i feel like uh i just fucking went through this crazy experience and i lost all my friends and stuff and because like my 2020 was to me i'm the main character of the story so i was like this is crazy Right. right But the thing is, like, my friend was kind of giving me some perspective on this. Was saying, like, yeah, everyone feels like that. That's why no one is talking to each other, and we all got like alienated from each other by this huge physical thing, and sure. it's put us all in this situation where we all feel weird. And so, like, everyone compounded with being in your thirties and stuff like that, falling off anyway, everybody feels uh, like they're the only one that feels that way so it it just extrapolates like that it's a big hall of mirrors you just have to reach out it also could be material like something could have happened or you know people just grow apart i mean i i'm kind of a drifter so that's like that i've I've been that a million times i've had you know friendships start and end or whatever and i think it's totally fine but like uh the easiest way to figure that out is to just ask the person and i think Mm -hmm. once you get over that hump it, it it feels daunting to do that yeah. but if you do you might find if you do this with enough people a lot of them are gonna be like oh my god i thought you weren't talking to me you know yeah, yeah, yeah. no exactly there was uh max from eve six i can't remember if it was on the show or in a column he wrote i think it was one of his columns somebody wrote in with a similar situation of like like i have this friend i lost touch with and it just it feels like they don't want to talk to me and i'm at this like loss here and he was talking about how, like, a lot of times that's just happening in both directions. And one person is like, did I do something to upset them? Maybe they don't want to talk to me, so I'm not going to do it. And you're in, like, this weird stalemate. Or somebody, you get in the place, he was talking about with this person, where, like, this person, some, the other person's reached out a few times, and you haven't responded for whatever reason, and it's been three times, and, like, now it's a thing. It yeah. feels daunting to have to explain all of that, and you're worried that you, like, hurt their feelings or something, and you kind of freeze from it. But it really is just like the just just check on them, you know. Yeah. Be the one to to make the first move on it, because there's a good chance you know that person would like to hear from you and is maybe thinking the same thing too. I Jake, what you're saying and them referencing on the question that it happened during peak pandemic, I wouldn't be surprised there. Like I've moved all the fucking time. I've talked about this a lot on the show, and I'm typically very good at staying in touch with people. And I fell off during that stretch because horrible things going on and I was really depressed and I just didn't have the energy to message people and then you're like a year out and you're like oh fuck I don't know if I can do this yeah 
But I kind I, of got to a place where I could, I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to, I've missed these people. I'm going to reconnect. And like I have with, with most of the people I'm, I'm thinking of here and, and it's been all right. So the worst case is like you say something and they don't respond and you kind of have your answer there, but why, why not check in? You know, there's a lot of potential explainers here. And I think a lot of us are experiencing that. 100%. I once fell off with a very dear friend, somebody that I, I count among my closest people and didn't talk to her for like eight months because she would call and I, the first, maybe the first time I missed it, right? I just didn't see it. And then the second time I was busy. And then the third time I was, you know, anything else. And then I'd see a call come through and I'd even be available. I would even have the time, but I would feel like I could not explain myself adequately. Right. And then eventually I had to just pick up the phone and be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, so it's hard. People, and you get you get stuck in your head if you're like neurotic like me. You just like work it up to be this giant thing. It's really not that big of a fucking deal. People want to forgive people, especially if you had a good relationship before. People want to retain these relationships. Definitely. Uh, if they're like actively not answering, you know, the same kind of logic still applies. Like. That's, I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember the details of this person's question, but like, it's kind of reminded me of something that happened to me a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, I guess it was like 2021. I dated somebody pretty casually, like, uh, but, but it was fun and I really liked mm-hmm. her for like a while. Like, it was like nine months, I remember. And, but it was like, you know, she kind of was like, partner to somebody else and we were just kind of seeing each other you know and it was not yeah. like relationship escalator shit it was like polyamory shit right mm-hmm. but it was cool and she totally ghosted me after nine months of dating and uh, she's thing she's a little bit younger than me i think i might have talked about it fucking i'm probably retelling old stories here oh please but uh she's kind of younger than me so i kind of just went like well that's what you get because i was waiting for the other shoe to drop you know with right. what's the problem with dating somebody you know a little bit younger than you and uh but you know what happened is fucking like last time i was on tour like this january i was talking about this with my friend mishka in the car and uh and then she fucking texted me just out of the blue i was like one of those things where i was thinking about her and then she texted me (laughs) and you know what happened to her is she said that she uh she explained that she had sort of had like you know pretty bad meltdown in new york and uh her living situation fell apart and her other relationship and all this stuff and she moved back to you know california where she came from and like just couldn't you know just couldn't like couldn't deal with talking to people and just ain't got the energy with all built that shit up, going on she built up some weird thing where i was texting her and she's just freaked out and afraid to tell me and so yeah. she said she was walking down the street one day and she saw one of those you know like construction sometimes has like someone's name stenciled on it for some reason yeah i don't know why it's like the foreman of the construction site or something it's, it was a jay flores and she just saw like <laughs> a fucking sign she's like all ah, right i'll text the guy or whatever <laughs> and i had this conversation so with her where i was like i totally get everything you just said I, i've done this to people i did yeah. this it reminded me like when i, I kind of went through a weird depression spiral when i was in college and i stopped going to class and then mm-hmm. I stopped going to class because I had stopped going to class the week before. Yep. 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 And it's built like exponentially until I was like, it'll be so weird if I go back to class, you know? It's a thing now. Yeah, right. Totally get it. And so I, was, I explained it to her. I was like, I totally, you don't, don't even worry. You'd start like, just start over tomorrow. I don't give a shit. We're still friends, you know? 
-hmm. but uh i mean that happens you know they could be the, yeah. the other person if they're not if someone's not answering you it could be that you know yeah, yeah. i i think just general i don't know i kind of adopted this as a thing 10 plus years ago but i just kind of make an assumption with these things that the other person's got shit going on because everybody has shit going on and it doesn't need to be that like Oh, they don't care about me. They only care about this other shit. Like you, you never fucking know. Like maybe their life fell apart. Maybe they started a busy ass job or something. Maybe they built it up as the thing that we're describing. But just assume they got something going on. And from that perspective, then you come in with like, "Hey, hope you've been doing well. Like I, I, I miss talking to you. You know, if you got time, I'd love to chat with you. you know, whatever, and send something along those lines." It's more comfortable than coming in as like, this is a fucking thing. How do I phrase this perfectly? All of this different stuff. Murray is loafing on Jake's lap. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I moved the laptop <laughs> so that the camera is on Murray because I feel like oh, Murray is the guest now. He deserves Murray's it. so photogenic. Murray's doing slow blinks. It probably looks like I was about to do a Jeffrey Tubin, but then <laughs> <laughs> you're about to be Tubin like Jeffrey. <laughs> Well, when he was out of frame, I was like, man, I remember this happens. You know, you kind of get the weird visual gag where it looks like you're jerking off. And it's like, mm, no, I'm petting my cat off on the show. <laughs> I, yeah, this is what gets me going is listening to deep psychoanalysis of strangers. <laughs> I, for one, love to pet my penis. That's kind of what gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> just stroke in one direction repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> just, you put your hand out and you pull it back like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the stuff. <laughs> and it's like sideways. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say, listener, you're 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 not like weird. This could be any number of things. Yeah. Just just try to give them a little message and see what happens. And uh, I don't know. Last thing, this happened to me recently with a friend, and I said basically what I just said. And also, like, uh, hey, I don't know if you're feeling because I read Max's column, and I kind of added like, I don't know if you're, you know, if you feel bad for not responding about it. Like, people got stuff going on. Don't worry about it. And he was like, that's exactly how I've been feeling. Like, sorry, I haven't responded. I just felt bad and it was built up and we reconnected and it and it's been good so i hope it's the same for you but uh in any case just just send the message it'll be all right it's it's worth reaching out get a cute black cat also that'll probably that. send them a picture of a cute black cat you'll be in good shape change my life man <laughs> all right what do we want to read next y'all ready for a stubberino bum, 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 bum. yes Dear Donna, Hi. how many times has someone told you that you look like Winslow in the white in the lighthouse? Rather, no times. <laughs> no times. You do. You look like Winslow in the lighthouse. Yeah, you totally you do. do. Fuck. He's played no, by Robert good. Pattinson, though. That's a good thing. He's incredibly not, hot. Yeah, oh, no, right. not. The, you, did you think that they were calling you the uh, the William what's his face? <laughs> the William Defoe character? Oh, yeah. I was like, am I am I giving fuck a lighthouse keeper? I come out as non-binary, and now I look like I'm fucking. <laughs> Killing you're, albatrosses and shit. Yeah, you're an honor attendant. You're attending to the lighthouse's honor. <laughs> honor attendant, is, my lighthouse is resplendent. Oh, no. <laughs> the resemblance is truly uncanny. You're both incredibly handsome. Thank you. Oh, Thank you. I'll take oh, it. I'm doing it. I'm doing the chin on the hands. P.S. Audrey, please insert the chorus of the Darkwing Duck theme. Thank you so much. Here's the beginning because I didn't feel like trying to cut it in the middle of the episode. All right. 
Darkwing Duck theme fucking slaps, actually. Is this related to the lighthouse? Or do they just want to hear this? Is this related to the lighthouse? <laughs> I don't know. They put it in the same question. Maybe Darkwing no, Duck lives not. in the lighthouse. <laughs> That's like his lair. And it's, there's no uh, light because he's Darkwing. It's like a lighthouse with no Darkwing light. That's kind of his duck. twisted, fucked up lair. duck lair. Darkwing Duck hideout. is He lives in the suspension bridge, the Audubon Bay Bridge. I mean, that's on the water and it's tall. That's lighthouse-esque. There it's is lighthouse a lighthouse adjacent. at Breaker's Point, yeah. apparently. Listener, thank you for the nice compliment. I appreciate it. Uh, please tell us why you wanted the Darkwing Duck theme. Otherwise... I'm going to be trying to piece this together for weeks. I'm going to go crazy lighthouse style. Open I think they go crazy style. in that movie. I've never actually. I've never oh, actually it's good. They go hella crazy. It's worth watching. It is yeah. one of the two hideouts of Megavolt, a villain from Darkwing Duck. So there is a lighthouse in Darkwing Duck. Okay. I heard they're going to discontinue lighthouses because of like GPS. God damn it. You can't even have a lighthouse these days because of the because woke, of woke mob. Yeah, I know. Return. This is what they took from us. <laughs> that is a bummer, though. There's something. There's and I don't want to go on. A, I don't want to get on my high horse on, on my soapbox here and give my lighthouse get on my rant. Horse. Give my lighthouse rant. I'm giving every episode, but they're really aesthetically <laughs> pleasing, like a tower next to the ocean with like the stripes on it. It goes. Whoa. Come on. I think that I hope they keep them and you can visit them. I don't I don't yeah. know if I can get mad at them not using them, but like keep them. They should be there for you to see and like Yeah, they're like a cool part no. of history. Yeah, Speak like a historical for yourself, thing. Jake. I can get very angry <laughs> if they stop using them. <laughs> no, no, you have to navigate oh. visually despite the fact that we have satellites in orbit that allow you to navigate potentially much more effectively. Ted Kaczynski would have been furious about this. Big yeah. return guy. Yeah. actually Bring i don't back. know if he would have liked the lighthouse he might have been like we need to go back before the lighthouse even we need right. to be a fire on top of it we can't be using this fresnel lens or whatever they call it fresnel i think that's lens. what you Damn. use with the that's my six million dollar word today is I fresnel was lens gonna <laughs> say how did you pull that out of your back oh my pocket? god it uh, is is it, what, is it really? a type of composite compact lens that reduces the amount of material required to compare to conventional lenses by the dividing the lens into a series of concentric annular sections you are the guy from the lighthouse <laughs> damn willem you're looking good these days i'm going winslow mode fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I know that. I don't know why. That is that. insane, dude. But it was in there. I read a lot of Wikipedia before bed, and I, there's a good chance Ooh. that like I saw a picture of a lighthouse and was like, "What's up with those? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal? What a lighthouse? Uh, is the okay. lens Fresnel? <laughs> uh, thank you again. Uh, return thirst posting. Everybody should. Call me and Audrey hot and write in things, yeah. please. Please. It's been too long. There was a stretch where everyone was asking me to fuck them behind a CVS, and I'd like to return to that era. <laughs> Thank you again for the question. Here comes another question. Nope, okay. I read that one. Uh, okay, hey. How do I, 21M, develop my own sense of style? I have worn pretty much just graphic tees and jeans my whole life. I'm ready for a change. The issue is I have no idea where to start. I'm a little heavier and have a long torso. I also have a long torso. Shouts out. 
so it's hard to find shirts that fit me right. I really don't like the generic streetwear stuff I see other guys around my area wearing, but I don't know if I would really fit the alt slash goth vibe. I've tried looking at secondhand stores and such to find something that speaks to me, but is low financial risk if I don't like it. But in my area, it's almost exclusively grandpa clothes. Fair. That can be good, though. That can Sorry be if good. similar questions have been asked before. Would love any advice you might have. I don't think we've... I don't think we've had one of these in a while. Yeah, we, yeah well, it's been people. a little bit. Welcome to the fashion court. Welcome to... Uh, <laughs> welcome to Dono's Closet. Everyone's favorite segment of the show where we give fashion advice. Uh, I went through this exact thing in college. Uh, I, I didn't even wear jeans. I just wore like, like cargo pants and cargo shorts and, and basketball like golf shorts. shorts, golf shirts, and my dad's old sneakers. And that's like all I wore for like 10, from like 13 to 20. Yep. And it wasn't good and I didn't like it, but like I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what direction to go. I got to say, you kind of just got to like, there's something, and maybe this is just me, but there is something like weirdly vulnerable and self-consciousness inducing about like trying on new clothes or trying to figure something out. Because oh, like yeah. when you don't know what works for you and you throw something on, you're like, what if I look stupid as shit right now and I have no idea? And that's really fucking daunting. It's it's hard to, to do that. And that's where I say, get you a friend and you like their style or they know yes. you well and be like, can you help me? What fits me? Well, First time you, out, close shopping with a friend, enormous. Get the support. Yeah. Uh, same, exact same thing. Graphic tees and jeans for years and years and years. And then I, you know, became somewhat invested in how I looked, uh, much more so after gender transition began. But I started to kind of figure out men's fashion a little bit right before I started transitioning. And what I figured out is if you are comfortable in a graphic tee, just take the graphic off the tee. Whoa. Just wear solid tees. Maybe do some layering, like a like an overshirt of some kind with a with a solid tee. Give me and a tee, neat. And then what I like is like a wacky colored pant. Like okay. I would wear like a salmon slack oh. or like green corduroy pants or something. You do something different with the pants. Get that color. Mm, yeah, a little more pop of color, and then like a like a black t shirt with a coordinating um, overshirt of some kind. Dono, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, where you feel weird, you know, you feel self conscious if you stab yes. too far. Uh, I you can't. Nothing is worse than like picking out an outfit that's too far out of your depth, and then putting <laughs> yes. it on. And then realizing that you feel weird in it once you yep. are too far from the home to go back yep. and change, <laughs> right? So uh -huh. that's a real thing that can happen, which I think why well, you got to figure out your comfort zone here. And I think that fashion is a lot of like for especially for like for men who are like, you know, we have limited uh, egos in this sense, right? Um, it's about making little subtle changes. It's like uh, moving your pawns across the chessboard one step at a time, you know? Don't rearrange everything overnight. I mean, maybe, maybe the, maybe there's somebody out there who, who, you know, they come up with their whole thing overnight. I always wonder about that with guys who are like, you know, when you know somebody who's really into like a subculture, like rockabilly or something, you go like, yeah. 
that person just like in a day yeah (laughs) (laughs) and like sometimes you see old pictures of them and you're like oh my god it did like that you know (laughs) but like that person's on their own journey that clearly none of us understand uh i think that it's uh i'll tell you one thing also that helps with this sort of thing is uh i don't want to say necessarily i don't want to reduce it to this but this is just it in my personal orientation and perspective dating women uh sometimes helps because they just have an eyeball for something that i don't but that could be it could be not a woman could be not a significant other could just be a friend that you just talk about this with uh but like for me you know especially over the pandemic man i just put on a few pounds that are not coming off and uh my girlfriend bought me a really cool shirt a while back and it is extra large and i haven't been wearing extra larges and i kind of noticed that when she gave it to me it was the the message of you need to wear extra large (laughs) shirts was candy coated within here's a nice thing i got you (laughs) (laughs) it helped a lot when you when you if you have put on weight and you go up a size i guarantee that there is there will be that moment of ah fuck when you put it on but then when it fits much nicer and you look much better in it yeah i love extra large shirts now because it's still it's big on me but i kind of like it big shirts are kind of in right now and stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. once you feel it and you're like oh this kind of rules actually she got me a fucking yeah. shirt it's got the ninja turtles on it and it says sorry for party rocking or no just sorry it just says party rock as party above them rocking below it's good it's, it's huge so i'm gonna fucking run the jewels or something it's just like gigantic <laughs> i love wearing it and putting it on got me over the hump because there was this weird math i was doing before where like i kind of knew i needed to go up a size but i was like I shouldn't buy a bunch of extra large shirts because I'm going to work out real hard and lose right, all the right, weight and right. then I won't need them. And it's like, just get the shirts, man. <laughs> just get them going. I, I think the, for me, the, the biggest thing in all of this is what we're getting at with just asking a friend for some input. Because the other thing is like, you're in your head, you've got the stuff that, that both y'all are talking about of like, uh, what, but I'm going to lose weight. Uh, you know, what if I get this and then I can't use these clothes or like, this is too out there for me. Like you start, your neuroses start creeping in. And I think that fucks up the picture of like how a thing would actually look on you. And so to have an impartial, but supportive third party, especially if it's somebody who's got good taste and you kind of like what they're doing already, it goes a long way. Cause I mean, I came out as not binary last year. I've been getting more out there with my with my style the past few years. I started introducing more feminine elements right before the pandemic. I think that was a little hint that I was not binary that I hadn't quite put together yet. Um, but like, I don't know, I'm wearing like fucking crop tops recently and I got mm-hmm. a bunch of rings and I'm, I'm doing more jewelry. And a lot of these things, if I were to have jumped to this from cargo shorts and a t-shirt, I would have been like, I can't pull that off. There's no fucking way that's too out there. And I would have avoided all of it. And so I think there's something to be said for a little bit of like an intermediate step. Like Audrey was describing just plain t-shirt jeans, like just a very simple, simple thing. It's not the most exciting thing in the world, but it, like it doesn't really look bad on anybody. It looks and more then- put together. And then you accessorize. Yeah. You get a watch. And that Whoa. watch is a fucking game changer for man's, men's fashion, I find. Because it's like, 
you get a nice enough watch. You don't want something too flash, but you want something that looks pretty good on your wrist. And people yeah. will see it and they'll go, hey, nice watch. And what time go, is it? <laughs> yeah, what, what time, time is it? You and got you the go, time? You get to do a little thing. Cool. 11, 11.45, because you haven't read an analog clock in about 15 <laughs> fucking years because nobody has. Just a second, real quick. <laughs> Give me just a second. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. My dumbass bought a watch that didn't have numbers on it. It just had the the 12 because I liked how it looked. It just had the little notch at 12. The rest and, are a mystery. And I'm like, ah, oh, fucking no. What time it is. This is purely decorative, but it looks good. Um, Nothing like too that. sports watchy. Just get something kind of simple and nice. Base and some accessories and add from there. And then you've Not got like your basic bracelets. pieces. For guys, I find there's a way to do just a big bunch of fucking leather bracelets on your wrist that just looks like shit. Yeah, don't be that guy. That's a trap. That's a uh, that's like a surfer dad. Yeah, it's a noob trap. That's oh. what it is. Not a fan. Yeah. No. But just add little things, and then yes. as time goes on, you start to figure out what you like. You get some direction. You know, I get. I guess some people can just do the shit overnight, which is fucking crazy. But like, yeah. I it certainly for me it takes took, took time to financially. That's a big fucking commitment also too, because a lot of like the more out there subculturey shit is expensive too. Because where are these you know, rockabilly dudes getting their money, man? What the fuck? That's yeah. the thing. It does cost a lot of money to be really into a subculture and cool it like does. that. And like honestly, it might be a what's it called sunken cost sort of situation where they bought all that shit and they're just like, well, I have to be this person now <laughs> because I've ruined myself. <laughs> I can't. You know, I spent all the max out all my credit cards to do all this. I got stuff. a bulk deal on pomade from Costco. I gotta be rocking gotta it now. <laughs> you know, I feel like also and- those people like. They're probably embarrassed the first day, but the sunken cost yeah. sunken cost thing happens again, or they're just like, I'll just fucking right. power through it because otherwise, because I took so much, it took so much to learn how to make my hair go up and then back like Johnny Bravo or whatever. <laughs> uh, you can do what I did and buy a women's cardigan and go. Oh no. Oh wait. Oh god. And then you oh, accessorize wait. with estradiol. And then you accessorize with some estradiol, and shit really gets cool for you. What if our fashion advice was just transition? All anytime somebody wrote it, or like, what? I mean, you- it don't hurt. The shoes are cute. The fucking jewelry is amazing. There's a lot to be said for women's fashion. That is like- actually kind of an overnight thing, and that's well, not over. I guess probably it not. took a little bit longer than that, but okay. yeah. No, it, was, it has been a major transformation for me, except. Guess what? I still wear a lot of solid tees. Nice. <laughs> so, you know, kind of, some things never that change. Can work for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. My last thought on this is something I've been talking a lot about recently with artistic expression shit that I'm figuring out. Uh, it can be really daunting with this stuff because you're afraid of looking stupid, and it like it is fucking embarrassing when you throw something on and you go out and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. For me, like I got some buttons downs in college that I realized look very like guido which is just not at all what i am like they were kind (laughs) of tight and like kind of uh like a synthetic material i know it was it was really really bad actually and i just (laughs) it was the time of the shore it was but i was never that guy even a little bit but i inadvertently did it and i had this horrible sense of like oh my god i look like a fucking idiot and i spent money on these shirts i gotta just go back to like my comfort zone of like a t-shirt whatever you looked like the lighthouse keeper at the jersey shore (laughs) (laughs) 
He's a little bit different than the other like housekeepers. Let's see. Uh, GTL Jim Tan Lighthouse. Yes. <laughs> Nailed it. I watched all the Jersey Shore in 2021. Let's fucking go. Um, just the best you can, give yourself a little grace and try to let go of that fear of looking stupid. Like you're inherently going to have a couple fuck ups when you're trying to figure stuff out. Yep. And it's fine. Like most suck. people do not dress particularly well. And like, it's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. It's kind of like, eh. And if you can get something going good, then it's like a fun plus. Yes. But it's rare that it's like, you look like absolute shit from trying something new. So just, you know, give that risk. And when you're at the clothes store, if you're by yourself, send pictures to a friend. Just like get the other input. It helps a lot. You, final you piece. That. Final piece of advice for men's fashion. He said, did homie say he put on weight? I feel like they said that, but maybe no. I'm a little heavier and have a long torso. There we go. So what you're going to want to do, I always wore my fucking pants at my hips (laughs) with my gut hanging over the pants. I did that for a very, very long time. What you need to do is you got to go up a few pant sizes and pull them shit up to your waist. High-waisted. High-waisted is going to fix a lot of what you got going on Fashion wise, it's, yeah, if, if you're, you're not wearing your torso. pants up there, get them up there. It helps a lot. I got high waisted jeans for the first time earlier this year, mm-hmm. and I, I love how I look at them. And I got high waisted skinny jeans the first time I bought ladies' jeans the first round, and I was like, This is it forever. This is the jeans I wear now. High and skinny. What, uh, what is this? A, a model who smoked a joint in the 90s? No. Nope. Nope. Good job. I see what you're going for there, but I don't know who that is either. I was trying to think of somebody like a notable figure who's What is it? What is this? uh, Kate Moss smoking a doobie? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Whoo! Glad we got got that sorted out. Good Lord. Could not stick the landing worse on this one. You got this, listener. You're also 21, man. Like... Yeah, That's give yourself normal some slack. You're supposed to look like shit right shit now. Out. Yeah, it's totally normal. You got a grace period. You're you're putting the effort in. You're asking the questions. You're already moving. The you're right in the right headspace. We got you. Your fashion sense is already better than the joke I just made. <laughs> <laughs> Two pieces that were not going too well together. Had to get it out there to find. You know what else we got to do? What's that? We got to thank Jake Flores for joining us. Oh, thank you. You're, uh, you're welcome. I almost said thank you. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. And you're welcome. Let's give us a round of applause. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> we've been great. <laughs> uh, Jake, what do you got to plug? What do you want to tell the people about? Oh, I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, my podcast is called Pod Damn America. It is a leftist comedy anti-capitalist podcast. You know the types. Um it's in brooklyn for stupid children it's uh it's for stupid children it's bushwick. goth it's, it's bushwick uh when does this come out thursday 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 cool 24th. if you're in new york i got a really wild ass show me and my friend jb peck threw together uh yeah. jb peck is another like left media person and we kind of created the goth socialism umbrella uh, which is just not a real thing. It's just a dumb joke that we threw around at each other because uh, we're goths. So we decided <laughs> to like throw a show based on our, our oeuvre 
it's called the woke mob and it's gonna be a tvi yeah. which is a really fucking cool venue in ridgewood queens where all the hot shit's happening right now it's september 2nd at a uh, door 6 30 show at 7 30 there's tickets and stuff available and it's like we wrote the entire thing front to back it's just this weird ass Fuck live show we're yeah. gonna do so uh I, please come out and check that out and also if you're a fan of other left podcasts we are opening for minion death cult alongside the antifada on september 10th the gonna be such the, a banger the yeah. eve of 9 11 at littlefield in brooklyn uh incredible and uh yeah i think that's about it that's all i got we're gonna have Hell links yeah. to all of that in the description for the show check it out if you're in the big apple carve a, make a little wormhole in the apple and climb out and go to the show <laughs> Like a, you're a worm wiggling out. Yeah, I'm two for two on half-baked <laughs> jokes because that one was better than the last one for sure. We're on an upward swing here. I Take a bite. <laughs> Take a bite. I Don't get it. the worm in your teeth. And now I'm just vamping for time because you heard Cicada Donovan screaming earlier about the Cicada Patreon. Donovan. Oh, it's a hoot and a holler. $5 a month bonus episode each week. We got a Discord. We'll mail you a sticker. But for $10 a month, you get all of that, and we shout your name out in lights at the end of the episode each week after we figure out what filters to set, and we literally can never do it correctly on the first go, and so we have to vamp like this, and now we sort by alphabetical. And Audrey, who are we starting with? We begin as we do with Anthony Lindbergh. We're shouting out our beloved day one, Barb. We're going to shout out Donovan's day one, his father. That's right. The big man. <laughs> no, never. It was never a thing that we called him, but it is now. We're <laughs> shouting out spreadable fruit. We're shouting out daddy. We're going to shout out Dylan. Beep, beep. We're shouting out Gigi. We're shouting out K friggin' money. Uh, hootie hoo. Look at you. We're shouting out Mall Criada. <laughs> <laughs> this is my we're, thing now. We're going to shout out my good friend MC Proletariat. Uh, clickety clackety. We're shouting out Mickey Flykick. <laughs> Mickey Flykickity. Uh, oh, we're going to shout out Rico Suave. I don't know. What's the melody you always do? Uh, it's Rico Suave. Okay. Na, 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 na. okay. Rico. Uh, we're shouting out. Uh, Heidi High. We're shouting out Riley. <laughs> From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, we're going to shout out Ryan Rich Homie Click Clack. I've zeroed in on what my bid is now. Knock on the doors. We're shouting out super deformed. <laughs> we're, I, I don't have a bid. I feel naked. Uh, tweet, tweet. We're going to shout out Tufted Tidmouse. Uh, 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 bendy, bendy. We're shouting out Wendy. I clicked over from the Patreon just so that I could see my face as I look at your face. <laughs> I got the bendy, direction bendy. right, and then I fell apart there. I couldn't think of words that rhymed. We're shouting out Ryan! Wow. Woo! Thank you all for so much for joining us at the $10 a month level. You truly are. The wind. The wind. Beneath, beneath our wings. our wings. You are the wind beneath our wings. You are it. You are that. And we appreciate you listening. Even if you're not a patron, if you ain't got the means and you want to support the show, give us five stars on stuff that goes a long way. Write us a nice review. That's also cool of you. Or yeah. share us with your friends and we'll love you till the end.
Yes. Whoa. <laughs> you, you, you just start that turned into that right <laughs> <laughs> no if you listen back the whole show is rhymed uh, <laughs> it's an arg the whole time i did the intro theme it's horn filters the love theme from rftb you can find it in more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash rftb pod and i did the outro music but i don't know what it is because i haven't made it yet because i do original music every week for this show i uh, hope you enjoy it when it comes through it's a mystery and i'm so happy that you were here with me uh listener jake i'm so happy that you're here with us uh i feel good i hope it's everybody out there feels good so nice to see my lovely young pals again Woo! you called me young i'm turning 35 <laughs> but uh yeah i'm, I'm 36 I... <laughs> we're very you close fuck. that's interesting audrey's a baby yeah, maybe. Uh, we're all we're, we're all we're it's fine. That's my I'm answer. To that. We're in the soup. We're in the I'm soup. I'm 19 years old. Shut the well, fuck up, Tom. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi gets out of bed every day. She she, gets, she climbs out of a coffin and she's like, YOLO, I will never die. I'm I'll going never to my job. We she's got us over here going, oh, I'm 35. Oh. I'm so old. <laughs> You're only half of Pelosi or less. Oh, Don't it's my birthday this weekend. Uh, this is the last episode. You'll hear me at 34, so I'll be 35 next week. But make it count. Happy birthday to me, and happy birthday to you, listener, if it's your birthday, and I'm going to get right <laughs> up on this microphone. I'm going to say I love you. Thanks. Bye. Mwah.